Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in, everybody, on this Monday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Really glad to see all of you. I know you're probably feeling really good on this Monday because uh, the transfer portal abides to Ole Miss. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Officially, official, officially, 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 official this time. <laughs> Michael Trigg and, of course, Jackson Dart headed to Ole Miss. But there's a bigger picture conversation to be had when it comes to the additions this week. And also, they're apparently not done. There's uh, there's news expected today on uh, one more transfer portal player that should be available in time for the spring. So we'll talk about that. And yeah, we're talking portal today. Big picture stuff. My name is Michael Borky. Really glad to see you guys on this Monday. Don't forget while you're here to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already and leave a rating and a review. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky or Facebook or YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Ton of content for you there that extends beyond Ole Miss, but we're talking Ole Miss today. And I want to flash back uh, about a month. Just about a month after... Ole Miss loses the Sugar Bowl and Matt Corral gets injured. You already know Jeff Lebby's leaving. You, I, I guess we knew by now that Wilson Love was leaving. And then all the stuff heated up with DJ Durkin. And you had players declare for the draft. And it felt kind of bleak not too terribly long ago. The fan base at large was not, I, I say at large, honestly, I don't know. But the tone around what I do and the people that consume my content, whether it be the radio show or podcast or live stream, fans were really concerned about the goings-on of their program. In fact, I kind of was myself, losing assistance. Um, the early signing period, they didn't close the way they wanted to, although it was just a couple of players that they were after that went elsewhere, uh, intentionally a small class, and we'll get to that coming in a little bit. But losing staff members, stuff like that, it, and then you kind of heard the rumblings coming out of the program, which is fascinating now that that you understand the source of said information, coaches that are no longer on the staff or people close to them, I should say. There's a lot of narrative about Lane Kiffin. Lazy, disorganized, uh, once out, that kind of stuff. You heard all of that, and the fans were really concerned. And I understand why you were. It was completely justified to be concerned. It's okay to be concerned. Just because you're not 100% all in, yeah, let's go, he can do no wrong, just because you're not that person doesn't mean you're not justified. I think some of the concern that fans had at large, again, I use that, that phrase, that's not entirely true. It was perfectly justifiable to be concerned about uh, lacking momentum stemming from that Sugar Bowl run. And then things started happening to your program. Things started happening. Uh, he hires Charlie Weiss Jr., which at the time didn't appear to be a particularly popular hire. It was just kind of meh, whatever. Understandably so, but if you believe what people are saying about Charlie Weiss Jr., um, he has hit the ground running, uh, is a grinder. Um you know, if you believe what you hear is 
the kind of guy that works 14 hour days every day and is, uh, has made up ground in the Arch Manning recruitment. I still wouldn't bet on Ole Miss at all, but, um, has certainly been impressive on the recruiting trail and the facility. Uh, Chris Partridge has been a rock star in recruiting, and that's your new defensive coordinator. And then he adds his brother, who has NFL experience, who's now going to be coaching linebackers, who is an ace recruiter. And then you steal a defensive backs coach from Arkansas. And then you get Nick Savage, who, while Wilson Love is excellent at his job, there's a reason Oregon wanted him. He's very, very good. Apparently, Nick Savage has the same reputation to the point where former Florida players were begging Billy Napier to keep him on his staff. And so you replace good coaches with presumably some pretty damn good coaches. And that's never been a question for Lane Kiffin. His ability to hire staff should not be questioned at this point. So you lose guys, a bunch of guys, and you replace them with guys like Blackwell with good reputations, good chops in recruiting. Uh, it seems to have balanced itself out. Now, this is all on paper. You've got to see it actually on the field. you got to see the product before we really know for sure. But it appears that the staff turnover has done its thing again this offseason, and it appears that the hires that were made are good ones, at least on paper. But the thing is, they lost a lot of players. They lose their quarterback. They lose three running backs, two to the NFL, one to transfer. Lose two wide receivers. Offensive line. Sam Williams is gone. Chance Campbell is gone. Mark Robinson is gone. Jake Springer is gone. And what happened? The transfer portal has giveth to Ole Miss. Um... It's so, it, this haul is so incredibly impressive. And shout out to 24 7, by the way, for ranking transfers. Uh, I guess the other services are about to do the same. But when it comes to talent acquisition, that's what recruiting is all about is bringing players into your program. If you are only ranking high school players coming into a program in today's college football, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's all about the addition of players and talent into your program, and 24-7 is the first to actually account for that. So Ole Miss in the recruiting rankings, according to 24-7 Sports, without transfers being factored in. Let's see, my internet is uh, is freezing here. Here we go. Without transfers being factored in, Ole Miss now has the number 23 class in college football with 18 commits. That is fewer than everybody but Florida State in front of them in the immediate future. So you get up to like Clemson area. Clemson's got a couple of five stars. They have fewer commits. Oklahoma's got one fewer. That's way ahead. I'm talking in their immediate vicinity. Um, you know, Arkansas is in front of Ole Miss, three more commits. Arizona's in front of Ole Miss. They have four more. Michigan State has five more. Indiana's in front of Ole Miss. They have uh, three more. And it's not until you get to LSU in Florida State at 18 and 17, for whatever it's worth to you. Uh, where you have fewer in numbers than that of Ole Miss right now. But still, a top 25 class is not going to win in the SEC, but that's not all they're bringing into their program. Let's switch this to where transfers are accounted for. Where transfers are accounted for, and they are re-ranked, by the way, 24-7 re-ranks transfers. Uh, Ole Miss, by the way, the number one right now transfer portal class in the country, LSU behind them, 
has two more commits. Southern Cal behind LSU has two more commits. Florida State has as many. Oklahoma has as many as Ole Miss, 10. They have one five-star transfer and six four-star transfers. Does Ole Miss. The five-star being Jackson Dart. So let's go from transfer class, which is number one, recruit class, which is number 23, and switch it to overall. So the overall recruiting haul for Ole Miss so far this year, and they're going to add more, more on that in a second, is ranked number 13 in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Number 13 class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. So Lane Kiffin loses staff members. He loses players and has replaced them with this class. We'll get to everybody in the portal or that Ole Miss has gotten in the portal, plus one that we're going to just assume is coming today. After I tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what your business's needs are in technology and what your budget is, and they will work with you to find the best solution. Office technology, if it's tech, if it's in the office, Advantage Business Systems can service you anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. The podcast is also brought to you by LB's Meat, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, right there in Oxford. We've got good weather coming. It's a good weather week here in the state of Mississippi. Do some grilling. Well, I say that. It's a good weather couple of days. It's going to be a beautiful day today in Oxford. Mid-60s, sun out tomorrow. Mid-60s, sun out, then rain's coming and bringing cold behind it. So get your grilling done this evening, tomorrow evening, before the rain comes. Do that at LB's. Go by and see Greg and tell him I sent you, or you can let them do the cooking for you, by the way. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. But if you're cooking with meat and you live in this state, that's the best place to get your meat. So, Old Mrs. Recruiting Hall. I, I mean, I, I know a lot of you know this already. It's just so impressive uh, what they've been able to do in the portal, and they're not done. They're not done. And obviously, these guys need to, need to perform because this is all on paper. You don't know necessarily how they're going to mesh. Some players are making the jump from a group of five to the SEC. That's a pretty significant jump. That's a hefty jump. It, you know, is not perfect for, um, it's not perfect. However, this class is pretty special. So you get a plug and play quarterback in Jackson Dart. More on that in a second, by the way. Um, I think he'll end up being the starter plug-and-play starting quarterback. You get a plug-and-play starting running back in Zach Evans. You get a plug-and-play dynamic tight end in terms of his athleticism in Michael Trigg. You get a, a safety from Auburn, Ladarius Tennyson, who should get immediate playing time at Ole Miss. Troy Brown, the linebacker, three-time all first-team All-Mac at Central Michigan, had his best games this past season against the Power 5 teams he played, one of which was Missouri, obviously, out of the SEC. You get a plug-and-play offensive tackle in Mason Brooks. You get a plug-and-play safety in Aishim Young, who is underrated, according to 24-7. They call him a three-star transfer. Guys, he is. He will be better than that uh, for you, I, I believe. Anyway, he will be better than that for you. You get a slot receiver in Jordan Watkins uh, from Louisville. You've got plug-and-play starters. Uh, J.J. Pegues, they expect to play on the defensive line. Plug-and-play starters at quarterback. Running back, wide receiver. Don't forget Jalen Knox, who transferred last year. 
linebacker, safety, and we're just going to operate under the assumption today that Jared Ivey, the Georgia Tech transfer, is going to end up at Ole Miss enrolled today. That's what most people feel like is going to happen. He spent the weekend in Oxford. He is a guy that has gained 60 pounds in his short college career. Out of high school, he was six foot six, 215. Now Georgia Tech lists him at 6'6", 275. Uh, wasn't a starter for, for the Jackets last year, but most everybody around there expected him to take a huge step forward. The athleticism and build is off the charts, adding immediate, at least if nothing else, immediate depth uh, on that defensive line with multiple years of eligibility remaining. And they're still not done. Most people expect them to add probably another offensive lineman, probably another wide receiver. Um, I would expect them to also continue to look at linebackers. But this class is, it's impressive. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that thinks that their early signing day is all by design. I think they wanted a couple of players that they did not get in the early signing period, and that's okay. I mean, that's recruiting. You're not going to get every player you want. It never has worked like that. You will never get every player you want in recruiting, ever, ever, ever. So I think they did want to sign more in the early period than they did, but this is what Lane Kiffin told you he was going to do on day one. He was going to treat the portal like free agency and roster building like you do in the NFL. You've got the draft. You've got, you know, unrestricted or restricted free agents and undrafted players, and you've got free agency. And they're taking advantage of that. You can't act like Alabama and be beat Alabama. There are some people, even in the media around here, that cover Ole Miss that are just so caught up in how either Alabama does things or how uh, how it used to be. And they're so uncomfortable with change that they think automatically it's going to fail. And maybe it does. Maybe it does. Excuse me. Huh, sorry about that. And, and maybe this doesn't work out. But if you're Ole Miss, you guys know this by now. I've said this to you many times. You have to be different. You have to be more efficient. You have to think outside the box because you're never beating Alabama and Georgia at their own game. It's never happening. This could work for you. The Alabama model where you recruit 25 guys a year and sign a transfer or two and just keep plugging is not going to work for you. You're not going to beat them at your own game. You have to do things slightly differently. This appears to be them doing things differently. You know, maybe there's risk. I don't see it. I mean, I heard somebody over the weekend say, well, this could disrupt the locker room. Recruiting a quarterback could disrupt the locker room. Recruiting all these transfer portal guys could hurt team chemistry. And my response would be, programs forever, every year, bring in 20 to 25 or more guys that they hope are better than the ones they currently have. Why is now bringing in Jared Ivey, for example, going to disrupt the locker room? What, because he's slightly older? Because instead of 17 turning 18, he's going on 20? Why is that going to disrupt the locker room when you've been adding players to your roster every year and you're always hoping and going for better players than what you currently have. 
you've always been adding players to your roster, better players than the ones you have that you're hoping come in and take the jobs of the ones you currently have. I, you know, maybe this does, maybe those people are right. And this does disrupt locker room chemistry, but I I don't see it going down like that at all. Personally, I could be wrong. I just, I don't see it going down like that. Jared Ivey's got multiple years of eligibility left three. If I understand it correctly. It's just like bringing in a super talented high school kid. This one just happens to be a little older. And we don't have precedent to tell us one way or the other whether or not this will or or won't, for example, disrupt locker room chemistry. But wouldn't you think it'd be a little bit easier to transition with a guy that's kind of been through it, understands what it's like to be a college athlete, stuff like that? I mean, wouldn't you think that a guy like Jared Ivey, assuming he does uh, sign with Ole Miss t- today, uh, announce that he's going to Ole Miss today. Wouldn't you assume he'd be better equipped to acclimate faster because he knows what it's like to be a college football player and he gets the grind and he is a little bit older, presumably with age, you get a little bit more mature. I just, people are just screaming foul about the transfer portal and stuff. And I just, I don't understand it. Ole Miss has added plug and play immediate talented players at positions that they needed to do so in. So instead of um, going through a transition year, a rebuild year, this kind of feels like a bit of a reload. What would you prefer? What would you prefer? Them just hoping, just hoping that the wide receiver that they recruited comes in and can contribute, and if he doesn't, they're screwed? Or knowing that you've got a guy that has been in a college football program that you have film on will come in and play? I just don't understand the fear-mongering about the portal. It's never made sense to me because Ole Miss has added more talent than they could have in recruiting, more immediate impact guys than they could have in traditional recruiting. You know, maybe it doesn't work. But this class, this hall, it's impressive as hell. It really is, and they're not done. It's really impressive. Immediate impact guys at multiple positions. It's really impressive what they've done in the portal. really is. So on the quarterback thing, so Jackson Dart officially going to Ole Miss. Um, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's probably not many of you, but I'm starting to get, and I'm going to sound preachy. Sorry, this is going to be a little preachy. Um, I'm starting to see people say things like, Altmyer's my quarterback, and I'll roll with seven any day, and I, I hope Jackson Dart gets beat out and stuff like that. I've seen that. Um, I would caution you to not pick sides because you can have a very similar situation to Plumlee and Corral. And I remember 2019 when me and a former coworker spent the season trying to tell Ole Miss fans that this offense with this quarterback will not work in the SEC. Yes, I know the second half against LSU was so much fun even though you lost. Look at the other games, Auburn, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. This offense is not going to work. This is not a quarterback that is capable of winning games in the SEC. The arm talent's not there. But fans fell in love with the the player, whether it be because he was from Mississippi or, or whatever, and they did this dividing line where you're either Team Plumlee or Team Corral, and that lasted even into this season. I can't tell you guys the number of messages we got where 
people would say, Plumlee is not playing because Kiffin doesn't like him. Or Matt Corral won't throw him the ball because he doesn't like him and stuff like that. It got so bad that Kiffin was openly mocking these people with tweets about Jeff Levy play Plumlee and what he did in the Tulane game where he put him at quarterback, even though he never practiced quarterback, to keep the fans around. He was mocking people, rightfully so. Don't do that with these quarterbacks. The Luke Altmyer's my guy, and he's mi- – I saw this tweet yesterday. He is Mississippi. What the hell does that mean? Well, what does that mean? Uh, the only thing that you guys should care about is which one gives you the best chance to win. It shouldn't matter where they come from. And most people don't care, but some of you do. I hear, I hear from it all the time. I hear it. People loved Plumlee because he was a clean-cut kid from Mississippi. And I, you guys may not believe it. I can't tell you the number of people that have said some variation of Corral's a thug to me because he's got tattoos and he's got a little bit of an edge. It, it's It was bad. Don't do that here because, especially if you're letting the way recruiting went down impact the way you think about the character of a young person, I think that's doing it wrong anyway. But there's a... I would put my money on Jackson Dart being the starting quarterback when Ole Miss starts the season this year. His raw talent is is hard to ignore. His ceiling is incredibly, incredibly high, and he's got starting experience already. So don't do this, I'm Team Altmaier, or Seven's my quarterback, and I hope Jackson Dart loses the starting job. Don't do that, because you're going to have another Plumlee Corral situation, and that was felt, obviously, they were aware because Kiffin kind of mocked it. So don't do that. Just may the best guy win. It, it, I have a guess of who I think it's going to be, but I know that Lane Kiffin's going to give Luke Altmaier every chance to win the job from Jackson Dart. But don't do that like what happened with Corral and Plumley, Because that's not fair to either one, honestly. It's not fair to either kid. And, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I heard that kind of stuff even through this season. So don't do that here. It's a big pickup, though, because, again, Jackson Dart's ceiling is is incredibly high. He and Altmaier will push each other during the spring and into the summer. It'll be good for both players. It'll be very good for your program. It's a big deal. You've got a good, talented quarterback room now. Um, and if Jackson Dart wins the job, it's because Altmaier pushed him and, and he had to go take it. And if Altmaier wins the job, then that means he beat out a guy with an incredibly high ceiling with starting experience, one of the highest-rated recruits that Ole Miss has signed at that position, maybe the highest-rated recruit Ole Miss has ever signed at the position. So nothing but good can happen here when you've got a quarterback competition featuring talent like the talent you've got in that room now. It's a big pickup. It's a huge pickup, and so is Michael Trigg uh, because they've, they've needed a dynamic athlete at that position. They needed it. And they've got it now. And that can really open up what Kiffin wants to do offensively, uh, having that guy there. So two big signatures waiting on Jared Ivey, but most people expect him to come, and that will just continue to increase and build on what is already an incredibly impressive transfer portal class. If you were like me and you doubted Lane Kiffin, I think you're justified, maybe in part because you know, I had that feeling and I want to be right. But I think you were totally justified 
and feeling the way you did about the state of your program? And I think those questions have all been answered. That's the key here. We got to see it. You know, they got to play and win games and stuff. This is all on paper, and paper means nothing once the ball is snapped. But on paper, he should have answered every question you had. Every question you had. So, enjoy your weekend. It was a good one. And you got a basketball win. Got a basketball win on top of all of it. So, good uh, good weekend. Good weekend for, uh, for you Ole Miss fans out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy this. We'll see about Ivy if that happens today. And uh, that'll be another big pickup for uh, for that that team. So thank you for tuning in and uh, enjoy your week. And I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Y'all have a good day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.